0: Thankful for God allowing us this opportunity to to meet those of you that I'm meeting for the first time, and to I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm at really at home. Any time you get a brother that can praise and worship like your pastor, I'm just I, that's me right there. That's where I'm found. That's my that's my knit. I think that's what makes the service. It makes preaching easy when you have the opportunity to uh, sit in the worship and allow God to just come in. One of the things that I've found that many pastors don't do is allow God to come and Allow them to sit in his presence. We need to be in the presence of God. If we're going to be transformed, that's what's going to have to take place. Allow me to say thank you to Pastor Joe for allowing me to uh, borrow his people for a few minutes. and That I can practice on you. And thank you. God, for Brother Berto, who have fire shut up in his bones, that uh, touched my heart, and hopefully we'll see some fruit as a result of our meeting and coming together, where we'll be able to see some lives changed. That's what it's really all about. Changed lives. Just a little bit about Good News Jail and Prison Ministry, which is really what brought us together through the Holy Spirit. Good News Jail and Prison Ministry, uh, I, I currently minister at the Juvenile Detention Center. We have two chaplains currently in Chicago. We had four but due to some circumstances, one moved on to original director's position out in Colorado and another one um, found that um, he had to find some greener grass in other areas. Harry Roundtree is in Division 6 at Cook County. He's been there since 78. He started as a volunteer and then was promoted to assistant chaplain. And from 83 to the current, he has been the chaplain in charge over Division 6. He also does services in Division 1. I myself have been a chaplain full-time at the Juvenile Detention Center for six years. I volunteered with Chuck Colson's ministry, Prison Fellowship, for seven years. And since 2003, I replaced Chaplain Lynn Maselli, who uh, moved on to Contra Costa County in California, where he began a ministry there for Good News Jail and Prison Ministry. And where, at the Juvenile Detention Center, I get a chance to minister to kids between the ages of 10 and 17 years of age. My ministry begins when they have been uh, charged with a crime. That's when my ministry starts. I see, oversee all of the Good News Jail and Prison Ministry programs at the Juvenile Detention Center. Uh, I see as many as 150 youth per week as far as counseling, 300 overall. I do five services and worship per week on Sundays. And I do five Bible school studies during the week. I would say I have my hands pretty well filled. I establish relationship with churches, which is one reason why I'm here. Relationship with individuals and get chance to build and to uh, relationships so that I can give uh, them an opportunity to connect with the ministry. Now, the mission of Good News Jail and Prison Ministry is to enable young men and women to break that cycle of crime. That they are running into recidivism, and then return back to their communities as changed disciples, so they become taxpayers rather than tax tax collectors. Well, let me say that again: so that they would be taxpayers rather than rather than being tax consumers. That's the word I'm looking for. The vision is to try and rehabilitate these young people. Allow them to be regenerated. That's our goal. We believe that change in an individual's life has to be on the inside. Once a person is changed on the inside, then you can control what they do on the outside. If you want to change, control what a person's hand does, then what you have to do is change, change what his heart is about. A changed heart means changed hands. The vision. This can only be accomplished through God's people, through Christians. That's why I'm here today talking about young people. I'm not going to leave it alone. I believe we are on to something. I believe we are on the devil's head. I believe there's an opportunity here To see God's word go forward and to be able to reach out and grab some of our young people and bring them in. Because the mandate of Matthews 25 and 36 says that when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. And when I was in jail, you came unto me. That's the mandate of a Christian. That's our call. Is to go ye there for Teach and preach and compel them to come. And so that's what we want to do. And so I'm just excited about preaching and teaching. But i got to stay with what I come for. Let me just dwell on this. If you don't mind, let me just whisper a quick word of prayer. God, I thank you. How excited I am to be before these, your people. Thank you for Pastor Joe. Thank you for allowing us to come together and to meet. Thank you, Lord, for the connection. We believe that this is not an accident. This is an opportunity now to propagate the gospel, that you will get credit, that you will be glorified, that you will be the one that will be able to reach out through our hands, through our voices, through our eyes, through the understanding, the enlightenment that you will bring upon us. God, I believe that you are a winner. The reason I'm hanging with you is that I, I believe I can win this battle. I believe I'm the head and not the tail. I believe that I'm above the circumstances and not beneath them. I believe that Canaan belongs to me. I believe that my best is yet to come. I am in front of the situation. The devil does not have control over me. I'm in control of it. I call things that be not as though they are already in existence. God, though he slay me, yet will I serve him no matter what. Thank you for Metro praise. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. We're gonna glorify you today. Whatever happens, you're gonna get some glory. And we won't do it in vain, glory either. <laughs> If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. That's what you said. So here we are. Here we are. We're hungry. We're thirsty for you. And We're reaching out to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's get back to where we are. Uh, now, listen. I had a passage of Scripture that I just want to share with you. And if I don't lose my notes, I'll share it with you. I'm, I'm just when I get excited, I, I I can get on. I go down a rabbit trail sometime, and it's hard to get back. You know what I'm talking about? But 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 uh, y- y- you know what I'm saying. Let me just go to Ephesians six. I'm gonna just do one quick verse. I'm gonna hit on that, and then we'll just take off. Use that as a, as a takeoff verse. Amen. Amen. Is God good or what? Amen. Huh? Does anybody in here love God? All right, all right. You said that mighty, mighty weak. Does, is it anybody in here love God? Uh, all right then. All right, all right. Now, Ephesians 6 and 4, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, that's, that's really saying something. It's a lot into that. There's a lot of meat on that bone. And if I had to look at that, it's talking to fathers. Would you agree with me that that verse is really saying fathers? Now, there's, there's other Bible Bibles that you pick up. It says parents. But if we look at the King James, and it says fathers. He says provoke not your children to provoke. Don't make them angry. Don't, get, don't agitate them don't irritate your children fathers 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 is talking about daddy now a a, a a father is one that God speaks to huh? that 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 is the setup in the family that's the family structure God speaks through the man the family and I'm sorry I'm old school that's 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 the way I'm hooked up that's the way I came up so don't 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 Charge the Bible. That's the way I was taught. So here we go. Let me just do it the way I, let me preach it the way I got it, all right? If it's if it's wrong, we'll talk about it later. But let me give it to you the way I have it. Here's the way it goes. Father, Father, listen, you are the one to get instructions from the Lord. Pass it on. Teach. Teach your wife. Teach the children. We got a job. That's a job. How are you going to teach and you're not home? Oh, absentee fathers. And that's part of that problem. So he says, provoke not your children to wrath. Don't make them angry. Don't get them so that you can't communicate with them. He says, but bring them up. Somebody say bring them up. To bring them up. The Bible tells us that we are to train up a child. Bring them up in, in the way. That way is godly way. That's the way we are to nurture and bring them up. Bring them up in the nurture. To nurture means to train. That's training. You are to train them in the admonition of the Lord. If you look at the Scripture, look at the Scripture, the first thing it does, it says, don't do this. That's the A portion of it. The B portion said, but do this. So it's telling you what not to do, and I like it. So if you tell me not to do a thing, then tell me what I should be doing. This scripture tells you what you should be doing. Lord, have mercy. The admonition, uh, oh, Lord, I-, I like that. Nurture, train, admonish, admonition. So, fathers, you are tempted, if you if you two, three, four, look at here, look at here, five, five fathers in the house. I'm going to talk to you all. If you're not a father now, you will be one day. So I'm talking to you. He says, if you're thinking about skipping out or walking out on your family, you ought to take another thought about that. Think twice, simply because of this. God says that he will visit the sins of the father to the third, the second and the third and the fourth generation, according to Exodus 20 and 5. Fathers, fathers, fathers. He said the term father represents the government here. They are the one that God speaks to. The responsibility of a household rests on the father. He is the one to discipline the child. That's where discipline, we miss discipline. That's, that's what started to take place. Many of what's happening today, the reason why I have so many young men down at the juvenile detention centers because they have not been disciplined. They, have, they can't be discipled because they haven't been disciplined. America is unraveling at the seams. You know why? Because the family is unraveling at the seams. Huh? You see, the status of family and community has reached a crisis proportion. It's in bad shape. It's looking bad. Here's a, just a few a few few numbers, and, and I, I want you to know that you and I are basically in this category, and it talks about 68 percent of children that's born are born to mothers who are raising children without the benefit of a father in the home. 68 percent, man, if that's not a crisis, I don't know what is. Seventy percent of juveniles in state-operated institutions, they don't even have a father. They don't know who their father is. Seventy percent. Seventy-one percent of juvenile in state institutions, they don't even have no father. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Seventy-one percent of pregnant teenagers likes a father. That's what I'm trying to say. Watch this. 85% of kids with behavior disorders comes from fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent. Huh? Is there a solution to this? Mm. Watch here, here, here is what Titus 2 says. And Titus Paul tells Titus, he says, teach the older men's in the church to be temperate. Mm. In other words, be under control. He says, be dignified. Be sensible. Be sound in faith. Be sound in love. Man, you can't do this without love. He says, be in perseverance in every way. They are to be examples to the young men in the congregation. Boy, now that's something. Every teenager, every young man in a church, single or married, listen to me now, I'm talking to you, ought to have a godly man that, can, that they can look up to. huh? There ought to be that. Someone who has already been down the road, who has sound advice to offer you. Huh? Our culture is sadly liking men who will who will become role models for us today. Huh? That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy because people are going to follow somebody. And by the way, it's the same thing for ladies. Read. Just read Titus 2. 3 and 4 like that. It's the same thing. Women's don't be a gossipers. Don't go gossiping. Don't go. Don't 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 go in everybody's house talking. And and, and, and the same thing that applies. Don't be drinking. Don't don't not. To, don't be overly indulged in your alcohol. Don't get caught in the same thing. So he goes on to say here. He says, camouflaging is failure. We camouflage many of time the things that. That, that that we consider a failure in our lives we give excuses in other words uh if it wasn't for the way I was raised uh, well my father left my mama while I'm doing the way I'm doing mm-hmm or everybody else is doing it that's the kind of Excuses, camouflage, we make excuses for doing things wrong. Huh? He says that uh, we are failing to fulfill our agenda in God's kingdom. When you you come up short, when you don't reach your your promised land, we use an excuse. We find a reason why we don't reach it. And I'm going to get to it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna try to finish this. I'm going to do the best I can. Otherwise, I'll I have to come back. Man. I'm, 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 I'm warming up. I'm warming up. Yes, sir.
1: In time past,
0: we had intact families. Yeah. But something has clearly happened. Something has happened here recently. Don't nobody want to get married, we want a shack. We just want to have children. You know, we just want to just do it every way but what God says to. If you want what God say you can have, you got to do it God's way. There's a way that seemeth right to the to a man, but the end thereof is unto death and destruction. Come on, you got to do it God's way. If you want what God say promises you, you got to do it God's way. First, uh, 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 Paul tells tells us in in 1 Corinthians 13 and and 11, he says, it's like this. He says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. He says, but when I grew up, I put away the toys, the childish things. You know, no more. I don't need to be going down that road. And when you come down to the juvenile detention center, you see kids who are still, the children are still in them. You see it. You see it. I mean, and they've been charged with a serious crime. Got serious, I mean, they got years they facing, you know. And it's not until they go to the judge and the judge really speak years into their lives that they come back then they want to tear up the place and fight everybody. They have not, they 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 have not put away their toys. They are acting like kids, but they want to do adult things. So so he goes on to say here, he says, when 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 I was a child, I put I did childish things, but when I became a man, I put them things aside. I thought. I thought that after you got older, that, that childish things would just kind of drop off. No, not so. Many people who are chronologically adults are still emotionally and spiritual children. Huh? Their quantity of birthdays may reveal their age in life, but their, uh, their quality... Behavior reveals their stage in life. Paul tells us that they are in that stage of cartagio, cartagio, childish behavior patterns and attitudes that keeps us from maturity. This Greek word means to put away. And we haven't put it away. It means to render inoperative. It means an an initiative. It means powerless. Is it making any sense? It says to be free from something that has been binding you. Something that has been holding you hostage. Hostage. And and with regards to education, we don't want to go to school. The more they open up opportunities for us to go to school, the more, especially my brother, my black brothers and sisters, I don't know what's happening with us, man. 29% of us that's over the age of 25 do not have a high school diploma. Brothers and sisters, the jail is filling up with blacks and Hispanics. Brothers are disappearing and being eaten up alive in the the jail system. We have succumbed to drugs and and, and premature death before we we, we change the system. We, We think, let me say it like this, black men and Hispanic brothers and sisters, some sisters and brothers, more brothers than sisters. We drop out of high school, and we're more likely to be killed by a violent incident than, than to enroll in college. This is a good thing that you're doing here. You're getting ready to, the, the, the program going to be coming on shortly here, where you're getting ready to get an education. You're going to be educated in the right way. Listen, things of the world are not eternal. Those things are subject to change. But what you're getting here is this is eternal stuff. This stuff is going to last forever. God is going to give you tomorrow's news today. Huh? Hallelujah! And, and I'm excited about stuff like that because, you know, what, what what's happening here is that the worst news is not come as far as the world is concerned. There's, there's worse news come. If you think that's, that's the governor. That's the mayor. that the president. Just because we got a, a black president, you think he gonna ride in on a white horse and help you. It ain't happening. It ain't gonna trickle down that far. It's gonna be all gone by the time you get to us. You're gonna have to be careful. You, if you waiting on that, you're gonna be waiting a long time. As a matter of fact, If waiting is your strategy, you might as well have a seat. Huh? See, the good news is that nothing has changed. You know, we haven't had any help besides God and what you do for yourself. That's the only help you got. And that's the only help you need to be depending on. So trust me when I say that the process of rebuilding our families and communities would be predicated upon what you do and you trust in God. Amen? Now, I'm, 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 in regards, we can find a parallel between what I'm talking about. And I want to show this parallel and then I'm going to go. Now, I want to show you something. You know the story. You know a story that I'm getting ready to talk about. He says that God parted the Red Sea, the Israelites crossed over, and they began their track. In other words, the parallel is between the biblical experience of the Israelites and what we are going through. So, I, 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 I know you didn't hear it before, but I'm going to just just warm you up just a little bit. Now, they were headed towards the promised land. A land that was flowing with what? That's what I'm talking. I knew you knew it. I know you know it. Before making it to the promised land, however, the Israelite wandered around where? How long? Forty years. We likewise are wandering in our wilderness. And we have wandered around in our wilderness for 142 years. Huh? You may ask, why didn't the Israelite lay siege to God's promise? and enter into the promised land. Well, in a nutshell, let me make it small. They wandered around in the wilderness because although they had escaped from slavery, they retained a slavery mentality. Huh? They had a mindset of, of slavery. They didn't get away from that. As a leader, Moses faced some serious challenges. He says, whenever the people face obstacles, Instead of working to overcome them, they did something that God don't like. They mumber. When you start mumbering, that's a sin to God. Huh? That is something God despised and complained about their condition. To give you an example, the Bible tells us that after the people crossed the Red Sea, God gave Israel, the Israelites manna. Now, you know manna. Manna, that's a tasteless kind of wafer. And and, and instead of them accepting the wafer and eating it until they could find something better, they complained about it. Huh? They complained bitterly. They had (laughs) a slave's mentality. Huh? Now, 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 listen to this in Numbers 11, verse 5 and 6. He says, they say, "Remember the fish which we did eat in the in Egypt, freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before I." Mm, mm, mm. They they start memorializing their service and reflecting and recalling and commemorating the past. My God, my God, they couldn't leave yesterday. And many a time, that's our problem. He says, if you examine the Israelite experience in Egypt, they didn't have no picnic. They weren't having that much fun because they were enslaved. And here they are faced with an opportunity to overcome the past and move into the future. But instead, they complain and then they romanticize their slave past. They say, at least, in slavery, we had enough to eat. Oh my God! My God! So later, M- Moses, I-, I guess, like a leader, like Pastor Joe, sometime, I guess, would say, oh, "Lord, when are we going when they gonna come out? When the, when is the light bulb gonna come on?" He said. He said. So so, so he goes. He goes and he send men out to scout the land that God had promised them. Now, when the scouts return, they tell the people the story. They, that the land is just as God had characterized it. They say a land that's flowing with milk and honey. And rather than set out claim uh, to the promised land, they again murmur and complain. Their condition and their impediment. They say there are things in our way, and, and we can't do that. We can't get to that. There's giants in the land. Let me tell you something. Your marriage. It's never gonna be a promised land kind of marriage until you decide to fight some giants. Huh? It's gonna be some challenges. You're not gonna get the job you want until you fight some giants. There's some impediments that's gonna be in your way. But you got to want it bad enough. You see, I can't want it bad enough for you. Then you want it for yourself. You got to want it bad enough for yourself to get up and do something about it. And And you got to tell the devil, devil, you got to go. You got to go. You got to get up out of here. Out of my life. Out of my way. You got to speak to the mountain. The mountain is troubles. And say, be thy removed and be thy cast into the sea. Speak to it. I come by Shonda Rocko. It came Shunda. You got to speak to it. And I ain't talking about speaking to no person. Whatever the situation is, speak to it. Hmm. I know sometimes you might have to look around so people won't think you're crazy. Because when you're speaking to it, you know, you're speaking to an inanimate object. You're speaking to something that's in your way. And then people start looking at you real funny. How long I got? All right. All right. We're rocking. I'm warming up, man. I'm just warming up. I ain't worked up the first sweat good. Ah, yes. All right. All right, that's all right, that's all right. All right, so scouts come back and they tell them that it's it's a it's some big old grapes over there. It's some good stuff over there, just like God told us. It's it's right. You hear somebody You look something say it's right over there. It's it's ready. That's what God said. It's right. But there's but 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 go, then he goes on here to say, he says, but the scouts report from 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 the scouts was that in numbers 1327 and the 28 13 27 28 and then 31 b he says we came to the land whether thou sent us and surely it flowed with milk and honey nevertheless huh. that means hey some right something nah, nah, yeah oh yeah okay now I, I'm got some problems Nevertheless, the people that's there, they be strong, that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and a wall very great. 31B, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are strong, stronger than we. And and, 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 and Now, now God has said he promised to be with them. But then they're going to see another individual being stronger than God. He says, do you hear this? He says, God has promised them a land flowing with milk and honey and has promised to be by their side as they seek to claim it. But what do they say? We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. Who do you know that's stronger than God? See, see, when you don't figure in all in the equation. And otherwise, in other words, what we do, this is what we do. I know I've done it before. I'm gonna just speak for me. I know y'all probably don't do this good. Many a times when I see something in my way, I say, Well, I can't handle that. That's too much for me. I can't, I can't I can't do that. Until I come back and figure God in, the equation. It is only until I see the the, the giant God. It is only until I see how how big God is, and God has promised me uh, a, a promised land kind of a marriage. You see, th- when I started out, people said that I wouldn't live to get 25 because I was acting a fool. When I got married, they said to my wife, why would you marry that crazy boy? I've been married for 37 and a half years. And, and, and the longer I stay married, the better it gets. It's a good thing. It's a promised land kind of marriage right here on earth. I don't have to wait until I die to have a good marriage. It's right here, right now. Good times. You ought to be enjoying the fruit of your harvest right now. Ah, that's some, somebody say Glory. Come on and say glory with me. Oh, glory. What is it that you're requesting? What is it that you're asking God for? That ought to be a promised land kind of a thing. That ought to be the best. God wants you to to, 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 to live in the best right now. Right now. Right now. He wants you to have it right now. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, glory. Glory. So, uh, and then he moves on down here. and. And in Numbers 1333, he says, and there we saw the giants, the son of Enoch, which comes of the giants. And we were in our own sight. They saw us as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. This is Achan, a modern-day naysayer, who claims that our impediments are bigger than I will to do something different. We don't believe that we can really have the progress that we want to have unless and they change the policies, the government. If they change things downtown, then maybe we can make some progress. You know, we're we waiting on the government to change. We're waiting on somebody to change the system so that we can make the progress. The progress has changed in your mind. It's a mindset. you got to get rid of that mentality. Am I preaching to somebody today? Am I, am, am, am I making any kind of sense? So again, I say, there's no help coming. In the meantime, the system views us and treats us, listen to this, as weak, small, and undeserving. You know why? Because we see ourselves as weak, small, and undeserving. It's how you see yourself. And how you see yourself is how you teach your children. And that's what will cause them to go out and do crazy stuff. You got to tell them there's a king inside of you. That's the kid that you just let out today. That's the wrong one that's coming out to play. I wanna see the king in you. I wanna see the queen in you. I wanna see the best in you. I wanna see God's best. Give God a try. (laughs) Come on and raise up a king. Come on and raise up a queen. Give him some. Shock for glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, I feel like I got my foot on a demon's head. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, you see, I think it was H. Ralph Brown that made this statement originally. He says, free your mind and your will follow. Fill in the blank. Free your mind and your blank, your A will follow. The Israelites had not freed their minds. To go and lay hands of the promised land. That was the part of the problem. That's why they wandered around in the desert. In the wilderness. For 40 years. As a matter of fact the Bible tells us that. God refused to allow such a mummering group of people. That was complaining. This generation. To even see the promised land. And it was not until they died off. That the people entered into the promised land. He got rid of them. He says, "We too have not laid hold of our promised land. No, you haven't. You ain't living at your best. No, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Today, I'm going to pray that you that you release your yesterday, so that you can live in your future. You got a promised land that God has promised to you, and you got to go get it. You got to reach out, and you got to tell whatever's in your way, move out of my way." Oh god, god, god. Oh, so we have 142 years of wilderness experience. One thing I say about it is that you do have wilderness experience. You got some good experience. Some kids think because they come down to the juvenile detention center, they think that they they learn how to be slicker. See, so when they get back on the streets, they learn how to avoid being picked up by the police, avoid all the, you know, I mean, they learn all the slick stuff of the streets. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. Don't you know that the deck is stacked against us as people, you and I? The deck is stacked. Yes, it's true that the system is designed for you and I to fail. Most of us, it's designed to fail. You got it's designed so a handful of people at the top can make off with the money. Made off, made off, made off. You you know yeah. You, they are making off with the big loot. But but we we tend to we tend to struggle at the bottom many a times. But here is what God is saying. This system is 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 made up for you to fail, but he says I'm with you. And you got to see beyond your obstacles, your impediments, the things that face you. Got to get yourself ready for that. And yes, it's true that the prisoner industry is a new the new slavery mentality. Yes, it is. It's 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 a new way of holding people and keeping them enslaved. Don't you know people? It costs one child seventy. We the state pays seventy two thousand dollars a year for one child to be incarcerated. Who do you think making getting the money? Not them. Lawyers getting paid, judges getting paid, everybody getting paid, but the one that ought to be getting paid. My goodness, see, the choice are choices. For us, it's clear. We got three. Three choices. Stay in slavery. In jail. Keep going to jail. Doing crazy, foolish stuff. Number two, continue to complain in mama, huh, about our condition and our impediment, huh? The things that we face. Huh? Or <laughs> we can lay siege on the promised land. <laughs> we can say, oh, I'm getting up from here. <laughs> uh-huh. I shall rise and get up and, and be about my father's business. Huh? So in, 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 in order to do, we must first have to come to grips with ourselves that we're not going to get any help. Amen. Although we have grown fond of this saying, there's a saying that says it it takes a village to raise a child. You you heard that. Um, As strong Hispanic men and women and black men and women, you have to have this prerequisite that a strong man raises a, a strong child. It takes a strong man to put, to, to put together a community, a family. It, it takes, when times get tough, for him to, to come on and get a grip and say, hey, hang on in there, we're going to make this thing work. Am I making any sense? It's it, it saying, I got it, me and God got this thing. I love when I talk about me and God. It look like the more I talk about God and I say Jesus, I say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus with me. And the more I say Jesus, I can just feel him. I just feel him. My strength comes. That's when my help comes. My help is on the way. That's when help comes. Help. I say Jesus, Jesus. And I Jesus, the more I say Jesus. I feel something. And I feel something. And I, and I tend to rise up. Some rise up inside of me. I say, say, you know, the sisters can't do this by themselves, brother. If they if they could, we wouldn't be in the shape we in. Somebody say, "Amen." So excuse my traditional values, but I believe that it's the man's place to be the head of the household. Huh? 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 But how can you lead if you don't have yourself together? Huh? See, that's that's the problem. You got to have yourself together in order to lead. That's why ladies say, okay, buddy, you ain't leading right. Get back out of the way. You didn't we failing. Well you blowing it, you're messing it up. And they'll take the lead. Eh? see you better go ahead. You better go ahead. I'll say, come on, let's do this together. You know? And now, 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 in closing, it says, In my estimation, rebuilding our families and our communities must rely on a three pronged approach. Got three more for you erect this down right quick personal development family development community development yeah yeah I know marches people march I'm not we're not opposed to marching we, we're not opposed to rallies but they don't build families. You can march until the cows come home. But if you don't have a made-up mind, nothing's going to happen. It it goes without saying that you cannot lead your community unless you can lead yourself and your family. Any man can follow a crowd, but it takes a kingdom man (laughs) (laughs) to follow Christ. You know, you you got to have some connection. Uh, A man that's not following Jesus, uh, though he's responsible uh, to the local church, he's living in spiritual rebellion. You got to get connected with the church. You got to get connected with, you got to get the hookup. And it takes humility to submit yourself. The authority of the church. Ah, it's the only way you're gonna fulfill the agenda that God has placed for the man. Ah, You say fathers. Huh? Fathers, that's what it says. So personal development. You got to have an education, you got to train yourself. That's what you're getting, that's what you're doing. You got to be disciplined and you have to be have functional behavior sacrificing today for tomorrow. Be willing to give up a little bit. And don't get caught up in the bling-bling stuff because it ain't going to do nothing for you. Bling-bling, don't build no assets. Spiritual development. You must have a faithful principle. Or oh, did I say that right? You must have a faith principle. There will be hard times coming. Storms are going to come things are going to happen. And you're going to have to be able to hold on. There's a song that says something like there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this old way. And if your soul ain't anchored in the Lord, you will surely drift away. Lord, have mercy. (laughs) That's one you need to hold on to. So
1: Be like the eagle,
0: Soar above the storm and put the the storm underneath your wings, and the storm will carry you higher. And when the wind gets high, it causes you to move faster (laughs) to your destination. It gives you strength. So, in closing, I say family development, personal responsibility. Don't have children that you can't raise. Marriage commitment. It ain't all about you. It ain't all about you in the marriage. Community development. Reach out to other brothers. Hold them accountable. They need some help. Do some mentoring do some tutoring, and do some volunteers. Volunteer some. Come on down to the juvenile detention center and help some of these kids. Glory to God. God, I just thank you for this evening. I just thank you for an opportunity. God, we bless your name right now. God, I bless you. I bless you.